honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again to talk Timberwolves basketball. This past week was pretty much what I expected, a split, two and two. Good, bad, whatever it was, well, it was what it was. It was, uh... Interesting, to say the least. There's a lot of interesting uh, tentacles to this show, of course, today. Uh, yeah, not, <laughs> nothing nothing quite as big, though, as what took place uh, against the Houston Rockets. Not the fact that the Wolves lost 120-102. to Yeah, well, that's kind of to be expected. The Rockets are playing great. They always had a billion threes, and for some reason, we're still struggling with perimeter defense. But now Jimmy Butler, of course, if, unless you've been living in a cave, is out with a meniscus injury. Or should I say meniscus tear, unfortunately. So that's the situation with Jimmy Butler. Gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. We'll be sidelined for, well, when it's a uh, meniscus tear, when they actually do the surgery, which I approve of in a big way, the full surgery, uh, it can be months. Three to six months, potentially. Who knows? Guys come back quicker sometimes, this and that. But, well, there's multiple avenues with the meniscus. It's like when I saw the injury... It's like okay, maybe it's an ACL. It kind of it was kind of similar movement to with uh, to uh, uh, Derek Rose when he was kind of jumping and kind of put a little pressure on the knee. Obviously, no contact with anybody else. There was contact, but the injury took place after. There was always rumors about sore knees with uh, Butler. In fact, not rumors that he would miss a game or two with a sore knee. It makes you wonder if it's related or not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that meniscus was getting kind of sore, getting a little ginger, and then it kind of gave way, so to speak. Um, but yeah, there's different avenues with the meniscus. That's why, oh, thank God, it's not an ACL. And yes, I agree with that. But a meniscus is pretty bad too, obviously. And plus, it can have very, very lingering effects depending on the direction you take and maybe what type of tear it is. Uh, there's obviously the kind of tears that can get surgically repaired. And of course, you even have a choice, get it surgically repaired or removed, which some people get it removed and come back in four to six weeks. But then there's the recurring effects that last forever, uh, which lead to arthritis. Uh, maybe not quite as bad as Brandon Roy, but you can kind of say Brandon Roy-esque uh, in a sense. Arthritic knees are not good for the NBA. It doesn't work out too good. Um, you get the surgical, you get the surgery repaired and everything. You get the surgical repairs done, pardon me. And then, more than likely, you'll have a full recovery without the recurring effects. Hopefully. Um, no injury is good. No injury doesn't have some kind of effect of some sorts, obviously. No injury leaves you 100% the rest of your life. No injury uh, whatsoever, pretty much. But you can basically make 100% recovery for the time being. Maybe lingering effects much, much, much later in your life rather than quicker. This and that. So, okay, I'm glad he went with a surgical route, all that. I'm glad they were able to do that. There's even talk of there's certain situations where you can't even surgically repair it. You go for the, you have to remove it. And then, well, and then you got the chronic arthritic effects coming up not too long after that, maybe in a couple of years or something. And at Jimmy's age, at 28, 29, 
Well, that would shorten his career big time, and that would really suck. So luckily, hopefully, Jimmy Butler will have a very long, productive career, and hopefully the rest of it with Minnesota. A 120-102 loss on the 23rd of February. This is a new version of Black Friday, a very disappointing Black Friday. Of course, I don't really think much about Black Friday all that much. I don't like to spend money. I try not to anyway. Um, and well, yeah, whatever. Uh, this was a Black Friday, like a Black Monday type of thing where things just did not go well. And no, it's not an emphasis on the color. It's just that it didn't, wasn't a very good day for the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, of course, getting their butts kicked by the Houston Rockets. Yeah, there's 703 pointers. I don't even want to talk about the damn game. It just sucks that the injury took place. Of course, there were tons of, uh, three-pointers made, and I've said that about 50 times. So James Harden made all 12 of his free throws because he gets every call in the history of the planet. That's pretty much Houston in a nutshell. They won their 11th game in a row. We're happy for them. Um, <laughs> it just it sucked to lose. Of course, Andrew Wiggins soldering the load a little bit more. Carl Anthony Towns didn't quite have the great game you expected, at least I expected. 6 of 15. This is one of his worst uh, points to field, uh, attempts to points ratios I've seen with Carl. But still, still had more points than attempts. So, okay, 18 points, 15 attempts, <laughs> five, six of 15, rough game for Carl. <clears throat> Andrew made half of his shots, still only one up with 21 points. He missed two free throws along the way. This and that, Jeff Teague stepped up kind of, sort of. He had an okay game, not high in the assist factor, but offensively, 18 points. He was solid, even though he didn't make a single three in the game. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad played his last game with the Timberwolves. He ended up getting bought out later in the week here. Uh, Friday afternoon, pretty much, he was bought out, and that's the end of uh, Shabazz Muhammad. Thursday afternoon, pardon me. Uh, or was it even Wednesday? Whatever. But he's bought out. He's no longer with the Timberwolves and all that. So we're moving on from Shabazz Muhammad. We'll see how things go after that. Kind of a shame with how things went. Of course, taking a very small contract when he maybe could have got a bigger one somewhere else. But then again, did he get a bigger one somewhere else? A bigger offer? I guess. I don't know. Um, it's too bad that things went the way they did. It just didn't work out, and neither did this game. So Jimmy Butler probably won't play again this year unless the Wolves go on some type of playoff run, and I don't know. Um, I would love the Wolves to go on a playoff run. I prefer winning over just saying, oh, I'm just glad we're back in the playoffs, man. Oh, I'm just glad we're back in the playoffs. Yeah, I am glad we're back in the playoffs, but I wouldn't mind going a little beyond the first round. And even better, things get really exciting, but I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> Remember the year, look for sure, the Wolves are going to make the playoffs with uh, Rubio and Love, and then, of course, Rubio is the ACL, Love is the concussion, and then we ended up not even coming close, and God, that was disappointing, heartbreaking. So now I play a guy that also had an ACL injury, and that is uh, Mr. <laughs> Zach Levine on the 24th. Back-to-back -back situation. Yeah, you, you just hope, it's almost like the Wolves are conserving energy, like we're not going to beat Houston, so let's beat Chicago, or at least let's hopefully beat Chicago. You get the lime green back out there, and the Wolves' success rate with those lime greens has been pretty damn good. Jeff T got an awesome, awesome game. Uh, absolutely. Carl Anthony Towns, very solid. Another double-double to be expected. Uh, this was a hint of things to come, in a sense, or... It was like, a, okay, let's all work together to help replace Jimmy Butler. Let's help try to fill that void. Jeff T got a 25-point night, making floaters. He, he looked like he could do anything he wanted in this game, and it was so much fun. Like Jeff Teague was definitely on a fast track to the uh, Alpha Wolf Award until Carl stole it away from him along the way, or at least tried to, right? Uh, Andrew Wiggins, solid in the game. Again, now moving to the shooting guard position. You get to see Nemanja Bialica get some extended minutes, about 33 of them to be exact. Taj Gibson, 19 and 10. An overall fun night. The Wolves took the lead, hung on to it, and just ran with it. Carl with a 22 and 13 type of night doing what he does. Andrew Wiggins 
with a fairly solid game. The Sacramento game was more fun to watch, in a sense, with Carl taking off and Andrew Wiggins making some nice moves. But this one, again, just a solid Wolves win against a Bulls team that's depleted. This is the kind of game you thought you were going to get in Chicago also. But then Zach Levine went off and some other players did as well, like Portis and such. Portis still managed to get 15 points. He had 38, remember, last week. Pretty damn crazy they have a decent bench there in Chicago, and they have a solid future. Nothing spectacular yet. Uh, Laurie Markin in the, the could-have-been Timberwolf, only three points. He had a very rough night, only one of eight from the floor. Made one free throw. <laughs> oh, man, rough, rough night for him. Chris Dunn, okay in his returns. Not the guy he was earlier this season, though. He's still suffering from that concussion, I'm sure. Uh, getting his timing back and such. Um, kind of a bummer, but obviously okay to play, cleared to play and all that, but not looking like the same guy. It sucks when guys have concussions. You always wonder how they're going to return and all that and how long it's going to take them to really get their timing, their bearings, all that back. And it doesn't look like Chris Dunn's really got it back just of yet. Uh, he looks okay, but still not the best game. Uh, a little over-aggressive, almost fouled out in the game as well. But a solid win for the Wolves. So we're going to try to quickly move on here. Sacramento game was more fun to watch in a sense. The Wolves kind of took the lead and ran with it, and that's what you wish you saw in Target Center a few weeks back when the Wolves barely edged Sacramento. The Kings actually led most of the game in Target Center a few weeks back, but a 118-100 trouncing of the Sacramento Kings. I'm not sure what their logo is anymore. Uh, their logo that you normally see is still that purple one with the King and all that, but it's, yeah, it's old school. It's not the, the, the quote-unquote modern one you saw in the Bobby Jackson and Rick Adelman and all that era leading up into not that long ago. Uh, Nemanja, 12 points starting again, 8 rebounds. Really looks good out there in the starting role. I'm, I'm very happy for Nemanja Bealy. It's a, a Carl Anthony Towns just coming of age in a big way. And that's the title of the episode, because Carl's just been unbelievable. Uh, Jeff Tag also very, very solid in the game with the floaters again. Uh, didn't shoot particularly well, but got to that free throw line. He was aggressive, and he wound up with seven assists as well, because those numbers have been way down. Andrew Wiggins had an awesome Euro step in the game. Very cool to see. Uh, you want to see more and more of that from Andrew Wiggins. More aggressiveness. You are seeing a balanced attack, though, in a lot of ways. All the starters factoring. Taj Gibson with 15 points, again, getting up close to the basket, making those nice post moves, looking a little like Al Jefferson down there of late, and it's been enjoyable, to say the least. Carl with 17 rebounds in the game, multiple blocks, just like you did against Portland. Fun overall night. Carl just getting better and better and better and better with each day. And it's nice to see. Uh, maybe you'll see Carl Anthony Towns averaging 25 points a game the rest of the way. Kind of like he did last year after Zach Levine got hurt. He ended up with uh, the highest scoring season in Timberwolves history. Absolutely nuts. Uh, Kevin Love, remember, had broken Kevin Garnett's uh, record when he won the MVP that year when he averaged uh, Kevin, him being Kevin, averaging about 24 a game. Uh, Kevin Love was at about 24.6, and last year Carl to 25, and that's total points eclipsed it last year. Carl Anthony Towns, the most points scored in a Timberwolves season uh, all time, so pretty damn awesome for Carl last year. Don't think he'll get that this year unless he just absolutely erupts, because remember, he scored an insane amount of points last year. Um, very cool. Shabazz Muhammad, they still list him on the roster, even though he's not there. That's kind of funny. Uh, but this was a fun, solid game where the Wolves just led the whole time, and can I say this? I like the look of the Sacramento Kings. They're bringing back that, what do they call that? Is that like a baby blue, sky blue periwinkle? Even like a periwinkle. I think that's kind of what the color is. It's cool. It's cool, man. It's kind of got that 70s, 80s look to it. I like it. I, I, I like it a lot. Remember that, that look kind of lingered into the early 90s. 
And then they went to that big purple look. You know, they wanted to look like the Los Angeles Kings, I suppose. When the Kings actually wore purple for uh, multiple eras way back in the day. And then they brought it back in the in the early 2000s, I believe. And then they went back to the uh, Oakland Raider look. Okay, sorry, I'm going crazy. Black and silver. Um, sweet, sweet looking uniforms. I like it. They're, they're an okay team. Some nights they look dangerous. Other nights they look like they did on this one. Where the Wolves were just a better team. <laughs> skull. Not school, but Skull. Lebessier had a solid game. Um, <laughs> I got to learn a little more about that guy. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein got mad at me for saying he's a kind of a mediocre guy. Had some nice dunks and a nice overall game. But still, not the kind of guy you build a franchise around. That's for sure. He'll he'll play his role, this and that. But he healed, was okay in the game. But nothing great. Just a spark plug off the bench. You know what I think he is at the end of the day? I think he's what, you know, I think at best he's going to be what Jamal Crawford is as a six-man. Uh, Crawford had some great seasons as a starter way back in the day, but that six-man role, I think that's what Buddy Heald's perfect role is, to be quite honest. I think he's a spark plug off the bench who can hit some threes. Maybe he can go for 20 points here and there, uh, you know, average in the teens, like the mid-teens. He's a valuable piece, but he's certainly not this this part of the nucleus type of guy. He's a valuable piece off the bench who will play significant minutes throughout his career, but not quite starter minutes, in my humble opinion. Um, and then you move on to the game last night with Portland. Mm, yeah, the Wolves had this one in a lot of ways. They were doing so well, and it was a typical fourth quarter where the other team pulls away, and they were so happy for them. I just feel so happy for the Blazers when they started hitting threes nonstop. McCollum and this little schmuck Shabazz Napier, give me a break. Shabazz Napier, come on. <laughs> oh, he was drafted by the Heat, originally drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, then went to the Heat. LeBron wanted him so bad, supposedly. And then he never even played for the Heat that year. LeBron went back to Cleveland that summer. So he was like, whoop-de-freaking-do. Wound up being a uh, nine-point victory for Portland. 101.99 as we ring in the month of March. Get your shamrocks ready. Get your Guinness. Get your green... Uh, uh, food coloring to put in your beer or whatever the heck you're going to do. <sighs> yeah, well, or Green River. The cute little Green Rivers. Yes, aren't they precious? So are your grasshoppers. Yes, grasshoppers taste good. Yes, but drink it slowly. It gives you a freaking headache. Yeah, drink it very slowly. It's not worth drinking it even slightly fast. I get headaches very easily, by the way. I hope I didn't. <laughs> I think I had a concussion years ago. And I'm not kidding when I say that uh, <laughs> at all. Uh fun night. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, it was fun for a while that things went the way they did. Andrew Wiggins followed out. Carl Anthony Towns almost followed out. Guys trying to keep up with these speedy freaking Blazers. And this is not the kind of game you want to lose because this is not the kind of game you want to lose because it, it can be a problem. I mean, it, it, this team is catching up to you. They're in your division. And obviously these road games are tough. And I understand it's easier to beat Portland in the target center. Seems like we almost never win in Portland, but it looked like we had this one. We were doing so well for so long, and then the lead started to diminish, and uh, Jamal Crawford is okay off the bench. Again, inconsistent minutes are a huge complaint with a lot of these guys like Tyus Jones, Gorgie Shang, Jamal Crawford, and i got to think Nemanja even more so. He had a 12-rebound game to Nemanja Belica. Only five field goal attempts, but a very solid game. For Nemanja, I've been extremely impressed. Uh, remember when he first came back from the injury, he was like a shell of himself. But now you're seeing the Nemanja we saw earlier in the year. A guy you want to keep, a valuable piece 
almost like a poor man's Miritich out there uh, in a lot of ways. And that's the comparison people have been making, poor man's Miritich. Taj Gibson's number is significantly down from the others. Not anywhere near a double-double, didn't even get to double digits at all. But Carl stole a lot of that away. Another 17-rebound game. Again, almost fouled out, but again, had a, a point in the game where he had multiple blocks. But it seemed like every time he'd get the blocks, Portland would still find a way to score. And it just drove you crazy. He'd block guys from behind, and then it would bounce to the next guy, and they'd put it in. It's just, oh, the frustration was insane. And then again, the three-pointers started happening. And uh, it was just mind-boggling. Extremely frustrating the way Portland started nailing those threes. And that's the kind of fourth quarter it was. Uh, 33-21. to 21. Damn it, 33-21 uh, to 21 fourth quarter after a nice game for the Wolves who just hung on for so long, and away it went. Uh, Jeff Teague was okay, certainly not his best game. Andrew Wiggins was all right again, but again, but at the same time, it's like the defense, sometimes it's there, sometimes it isn't, and then Wiggins was clanging a lot of those mid-range twos and this and that. Carl was just bleeping awesome, though, the and-ones and the put-ins and the getting close to the basket. He hit one three in the game. Now, when he plays close to the basket and uses some of those David Robinson-esque type of moves, and even the type of baby hook that works, yeah, the kind that works, not like, <laughs> not like, uh, what the heck is that guy's name? Nikola Pekovic, yeah, not like Nikola Pekovic's uh, baby hooks, which works sometimes, but not enough on occasion. When Nikola was at his best, when he was more aggressive instead of doing baby hooks, but sometimes finesse works, especially when you have no choice. And Carl making some nice moves, 34-point overall night. He looks awesome out there. He looks like a franchise player. He really does. And, you know, there was no doubt that he has franchise player talent and this and that. But there were occasions during this season and last season where it's like, ah, you know, when when, when is it going to come? But uh, very deserving all-star this year. And he looked very much the part in this game. Again, getting to the line and everything, 11 of 12. And there's your points to uh, your attempts to points ratio. 19 attempts, 34 points. Andrew Wiggins, always so close, 20 attempts, 21 points. And he missed three out of five free throws, did uh, Andrew Wiggins. So there's no way in hell he's getting any Alpha Wolf Award for this episode. Uh, you know, it's like the numbers are okay in the game for Andrew. He even added the assists, he added the rebounds, but he was kind of kind of wild with the ball, as was uh, Jeff Teague. Nine turnovers between the two of those guys in the backcourt. It's not going to help you win games down the stretch. And again, the perimeter defense did not show up when they needed it. Uh, big surprise, like I predicted, Damian Lillard would get in the 30s, and he did, 35 points. Every time he plays the Wolves, it's it's in the 30s. 35 points for Damian Lillard, and he made it look easy. Uh, he didn't shoot spectacularly in the game, but he shot well when it counted. You know, at the end of the day, he was making the shots when it mattered, and McCollum ended up making half of his threes. Again, made them when it mattered. He didn't shoot well in the game either. That's when the Wolves were ahead, and that freaking Napier, again, again, clanging shots earlier in the game, and then was making everything at the end. And that's the effect of a game like that. Uh, you're doing so well, and then all of a sudden, wham, they start making everything. And it's like, what the hell can you do other than please put a body on somebody? Evan Turner, a guy who was a lottery quick years ago, looks like a complete nothing out there. Uh, he did absolutely nothing. Okay, he got six assists, but other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Evan Turner is just a, a big nobody out there as far as I'm concerned. God bless him, though. Hopefully he can... Uh, Hopefully he can still carve out something for his career. I know he's been valuable in the past, but not so good in this particular game. But a win for Portland. So let's pass out the awards. Alpha Wolf Award to Carl Anthony Towns. <coughs> Pardon me, where did that come from? And the Johnny Flynn Memorial. Well, it's Wiggins. No, it's not Wiggins. It's 
I don't know. Is it the too many minutes for uh, from Tom Thibodeau? Is it just the injury itself to Teague, or is it the perimeter defense? Let's go with perimeter defense and the injury. I don't want to, even though you could complain a bit about Thibodeau, he's too hard on this and that. Too many minutes, Jimmy Butler at too many minutes. Was it a freak injury? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The sore knee thing, it's scary. And of course, this and that. I think Tom Thibodeau is a, he's obviously a good coach. Does he run his players into the ground? Sure, looks that way, unfortunately. Uh, does it lead to injuries? Sometimes, yes, unfortunately. And I hope, uh, but sometimes injuries happen too. And it's kind of hard to say where to go with this one. It's sad. It's a bummer. Mm, but hopefully the Wolves could still carve this thing out. The crappy part is when you have, you're the fourth seed, this and that, and the Clippers are the ninth seed. And they're only like three or four games behind you. It's going to make things real tough. I know this team can beat the Clippers. I know this team can beat the Blazers. I know this team can beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. But can they keep, can they continue to do it without Jimmy Butler? Yeah, no, maybe so. I, I think so. But it won't be as easy, and that's for sure. Uh, guys like Carl, Andrew, got to step up in a huge way. And Carl stepped up for the most part this week. He didn't have a perfect week or anything, but he had some really big games. And gosh, he almost helped us win the game last night. Uh, but I don't know, when Portland starts making shots and the perimeter defense isn't quite where it needs to be, this and that, guys are flailing, trying to keep up with the uh, outlet passes. It's like, well, and the swing passes as well which are even more effective than the outlets, I would have to say. Those swing passes, obviously, you know, I mean, you're, you just stay with your guy sometimes. Do you have to, like, cheat off your guy all the time? Do you have to? I mean, you're going to get burned, and that's what continues to happen with this club. And the, I don't know, and that's why you see the exasperation on Thibodeau's face often, even though he's too much. <laughs> sometimes he's, well, yeah, I think I, I think he has a point a lot of times when he gets frustrated with some of that perimeter defense. Why are we not just sticking to our guy? You know, it's okay to cheat off of him once in a while, but you're not Michael Jordan knocking the ball out of Carl uh, Malone's hands here. I almost called him Carl Anthony Towns. I'm so stuck on this Carl versus that Carl. <laughs> but no, you're not Michael Jordan knocking the ball out of Carl's hands, Carl Malone's hands, and then going and uh, crossing up uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brian Russell at this point. Um just stay on your guy sometimes, especially when you know they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you, and that's what Portland does. They're a little bit like Golden State, a little bit in that backcourt, where they just make one three after another. And I remember last year how they beat Golden State, or, uh, you know, and a couple of years ago as well during their 73-win season, the Warriors, that team that likes to talk too much. We'll leave that alone. Like all Garnett said, owners talk too much and gave the uh, camera a nice glare. I'm giving the Warriors a glare when I say that. The team that talks too much. <clears throat> but, um, the Blazers, uh, yeah, I mean, they they have a backboard that can kill you. And I mean kill you. And just stick to them. You know, just stick to your guy. Stop cheating off of him. I, 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 I don't get it. You know, I mean, I used to do it too, and I felt bad. I mean, I'd get killed from downtown when I played uh, small forward shooting guard, this and that. I'm kind of a swing man when I play ball and even played point guard at times. Some of you might laugh at that, but I, I thought I did pretty damn good on some of those damn games, dang it. Or point forward, you could say. But, eh, who cares? You don't know, you don't care, right? So, enough of my personal life. Not doesn't matter to this podcast necessarily, unless it's affecting me even doing the show. Like, I can't make it because of this. Okay, sure. So, yes, wish the Wolves won. They didn't, two and two week. We'll talk about only two games in the preview segments. So now the preview segment's smaller. And then a little bit busier fan interaction than last week. It was a little bit, bit of a ghost town over there. A little bit of, little bit of ghost town in South Dakota going on there. <laughs> Next man up, 
Oh, I'm so sick of this bullcrap. For the love of God, stop getting hurt already. back here on Timberwolves Explosion preview segment. Segment number two, only two games, but significant, significant. we got two teams that like to wear green, at least sometimes with Utah and all the time with the Boston Celtics since uh, dinosaurs roamed the earth or Bob Cousy was their point guard, whichever came first. So, yeah, <laughs> okay, that was a hell of a team, by the way. Utah Jazz. It's a back-to-back game. The 2nd of March here. 2nd of March. Who's this guy named Ricky Rubio? I'm not sure. He's just a guy. You know, just a guy. No. <laughs> yes, Rubio lovers. I know you love him. I love him too. Love him. Just love him. But I don't worship him. That's the difference. And I don't need paintings of him on my wall either. But uh, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Donovan Mitchell, slam dunk champion. Rodney Hood. Oh, wait, there's no Rodney Hood anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, Jay Crowder. That's Jay Crowder, not Rodney Hood. Jay Crowder, who didn't work out so hot in uh, Cleveland, was a nice trade chip to get Kyrie Irving with the next team we're going to play. So all these tentacles coming together. Joe Ingles, a guy who can hit threes in his sleep. Yeah, it's a decent team. They've been playing pretty well, A, until they played Houston. But nobody plays well against Houston. They got hammered by Portland also by 19 points in Feb 23. That's kind of weird. They beat the Spurs, though, them being the Jazz by 2 points, beat the Suns by 10. Shocker. Of course, lost to Portland, like I just said, beat Dallas by 7, and then lost to the Houston Sprockets, basically Sprockets Club, by 11 points. Yeah, 3-2 and two in their last five. They're playing better. They're kind of breathing down our neck, but not really yet. Donovan Mitchell's got star potential. There's no due to boot it, and uh, Rudy Gobert... Double-double machine, the long arm of the law, shot-blocking son of a gun. Yeah, he's he can play a little bit, uh, about two and a half blocks. Donovan Mitchell, he gets the steals. Rubio gets the steals, so that means he's a great defensive player. No, that means he gets takeaways, and I appreciate it, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're a great defensive player, like Corey Brewer, same situation. So far in the season series, the Wolves lead two games to zilch, so that's helpful. I like it. 100, 197 win way back, way back on October the 20th. All the way back, and then a 109-98 game for the Wolves in Salt Lake City, a place I'd love to visit. Uh, I can't even imagine how great the scenery is there. I'm surprised it never went. Uh, November the 13th, 109-98 victory there. Well, this one's in Utah again. I guess if we're going to lose one game to the Jazz this year, it might as well be this one. Um, Not that I'm hoping it happens. I hope the Wolves pull off the sweep here. I think the Wolves need to win this game, without a doubt. It won't be easy. Uh, Utah's definitely taken care of their home court. They've had a lot of home games here. This is, uh, we're the uh, sixth of a pretty long homestand here. Sixth in a row, at least at this vantage point. That's a lot of home games. Maybe they're tired of playing at home. That's the hope. And this game will be on ESPN, so chance for Andrew and Carl to shine. They did play last night, and it was a very fairly uh, crazy game. And, of course, the Wolves lost their legs, I guess, the game before. So that's the tough part where... The Jazz haven't played in several games. Oh, boy. I don't think I like this one. Shoot. I don't like this game at all. Um, no, because Utah hasn't played in, what, three games? The hope is maybe they just kind of got, you know, where a team doesn't play for a while and they're kind of out of sync. Maybe they just they get that lackadaisical feeling. Hopefully the Wolves can come in after the frustration of last night's loss and get the win, I hope. But, you know... 
the rule of odds, this and that. I gotta pick Utah in this game. They're playing better. They're playing better than they had earlier this season. This will be Rubio's first win against the Wolves, unfortunately, if he's healthy enough to play, which I believe he is. He's you know, but he has not been playing well lately. By the way, everybody that thought, oh, Rubio's turned the corner. Well, look at his season averages and tell me he's turned the corner. Okay, this I'm not. I don't hate Rubio at all. I don't want him to fail. I don't. Ha- Why would I want him to fail? What am I gonna get out of Rubio failing? You know what I mean? Other than, well, yeah, we got a protected first-round pick for him. I mean, it's not the best thing ever, but it's something, uh, kind of. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just think the Jazz are going to win the game, and that sucks. Uh, Derek Favors is one of those guys. You know, they were comparing him to Dwight Howard when he was good. He never came close to that. Uh, none of these guys ever do, do they? Uh, Gobert was a guy that definitely was better than some people thought, but... Yeah, he, he, he's like the Dwight Howard, the shot blocker and double-double machine. Not a great score, but a, but he is capable of scoring when he gets the ball and this and that, and he's you know able to do what he wants to do. Joe Johnson. No, Joe Johnson. I'm not even, <laughs> even going to think about him at this moment. No disrespect, man. He's just, you know, little, yeah, shell of himself at best. Um, obviously, the guys you got to worry about, you want to say Rodney Howard, but he's on the Cavaliers, so I'm not thinking about him. Uh, Jay Crowder can play. Is this a better fit than Cleveland? I hope. Donovan Mitchell, obviously, is the guy that's probably more than likely going to do something. Rudy Gobert versus Carl uh, Anthony Towns has been a very interesting matchup. I remember those two were going back. and Well, actually, it was Rudy Gobert versus Wiggins when it came to the uh, MVP award years ago in that Future Stars game. Uh, sophomores versus freshmen, that type of thing. Um, Carl and Rudy Gobert is often a very entertaining matchup. The Wolves have one in Utah this year. You just figure if you're going to lose one, I think it's this one. And i kind of siding on the Jazz. If the Wolves win the game, though, it would definitely mean Carl went off. And I mean went off in a big way, but also got help from the likes of Jeff Teague or, or Andrew Wiggins. He's going to need help. I mean, Andrew turning in an 11-point effort last time around was not helpful. Uh, Carl was the best player on the floor, but Butler also added 10 assists and 21 points in the previous game. Only 12 attempts from Butler, which is pretty unusual. Uh, Carl was awesome in the game, and that helped the Wolves win. So it's going to be Carl Anthony Towns if the Wolves do win, but he's going to need help. He's going to need help in a big way. Utah is playing better. Uh, Those third jerseys are pretty cool. I, I don't even know what to call them other than they look like they look like they belong in the Miami Heat or something, right? Wouldn't you think? Miami Heat, yeah? Where it's real sunny and kind of coastal looking? Why is why do you judge as we other than maybe the, the I guess, the Grand Canyon or something? I, I guess. Maybe that would be more like Arizona or something. Nevada? Uh, New Mexico? I don't know. They're just nice jerseys, I guess. The Painted Desert? <laughs> <laughs> They're just nice. Jer- ah, they were on. They were on crack when they made that, or something else, LSD or something. I don't know, <laughs> but it's nice. It looks cool. It does. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Why am I even saying this stuff? At the end of the day, I think the Jazz will beat the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, um, I. But again, it will take Carl Anthony Towns and, and significant help. Somebody with the high twenties, I think, mid to upper twenties, to help Carl. Carl getting a very strong game. Long story longer, Utah will unfortunately defeat the Timberwolves, I believe. Something of the likes, 105-100, something like that. I always pick up weird scores like that. I think Rubio's going to get upper teens to low 20s in the game and like eight or nine assists. I think he'll, he'll have that motivation. He'll have that extra little that extra little oomph in the game, and that'll help them win. 
them being the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, though, definitely the star potential. He's going to get in the mid-upper uh, mid 20s. I think he'll have a huge game. And Joe Ingles' damn three-pointers will help kind of finish the job at the end of the day. Jazz win by five. I hate it. I hate it. But I think they're going to win. I don't like the way this is adding up. The hope is, again, that Utah will have this lackadaisical feeling after a few games off. God, I hate it. Ugh. But that's what's going to happen. Tint. The Wolves will play on Tint against the Boston Celtics. In the Target Center on Tint. Okay, TNT. March the 8th. Hey, my brother's 40th birthday. Damn, we're getting old. I'm almost 39. I hate this, too. I hate getting old, but it, it's happening. And what are you going to do about it? As Vince Germano has said multiple times, you know what, Joey? Father Time is undefeated. And you're right, Vince. <laughs> it sure got Kobe. Yep, and that's what he was talking about when he said it way back in the day. On uh, It was it was on this show and on Showtime and T-Wolves, which one day will uh, rise from the ashes. Boston Celtics, big, big, long break for the Wolves. Home game. Uh, you know, the Wolves on national television at home, I feel good about it. Very good. I think the Wolves beat the Boston Celtics, and I think it'll be a very, very entertaining, fun little game. Of course, Minnesota lost in Boston. I don't even remember winning in Boston. I, I think back when, uh, back in the days when Anthony Peeler hit that three way back, like, I don't know what year, was it 2000-ish? Back in the day, uh, where the Wolves had about four seconds remaining on the clock. They did not call a timeout, which I like, because you have more space on the floor. Why call a timeout and clog the, the whole damn court so you can inbound from half court? If you have time, you have the legs... Just keep going. If you have enough time to get down the court and put up a, a, a shot with, with space, do it. Where Anthony Peeler hit the three and the Wolves won in Boston. And that was when the Celtics were, I forget if they still sucked. I think they were still kind of, meh, they're getting better though. Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker were on that club. And then Anthony Peeler hit a little catch and shoot three. And the Wolves beat the, uh, the Celtics. That's about the last time I remember winning in Boston. I'm sure the Wolves have won since then. Yes, but it feels like it's been that long. 91-84, very low-scoring game way back on, well, not that long ago, on the 5th of January. Not the best game you ever saw. How many times can I say Carl Anthony Towns? Did I mention Carl Anthony Towns has to have a good game? Yeah, I mean, yes. Carl Anthony Towns has to score in the mid-upper 20s every game, it seems like. <laughs> it seems like, at least against tough teams like this. Celtics are knocking on the door of the Toronto Raptors. Only a half game behind. Both teams are about 700 in the win percentage. Toronto's just playing freaking great lately. Carl had a 20-20 effort. He was great, but not much help in the game. I mean, Bimmy and Jimmy only had 3 three of 12. Tyus Jones had to start at point guard. He was adequate, but not that great. Andrew Wiggins, 3 of 12. I mean, you know, if we're going to win the game, help. Help is needed. Help wanted. Hello? 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 And yes, I think I think Carl will get help. I I think uh, I don't know. It, it's a tough matchup. It always has been. This team, you know, and obviously Kyrie Irving is elite. I think it's Teague. I think well, because Jeff Teague didn't even play last time. I think it's Teague. Hopefully, hopefully Teague was going to have that twenty ten type of game. Twenty two points, ten assists, twelve assists, twenty five points, eleven assists type of game. But I think the Wolves will win the game. Carl again. Amazing. Little 2020, 20, 25, and 23 back on the 5th of Jan. Uh, that was a fun thing, but the Wolves end up only scoring 84 points because there was no help. I expect a significantly higher scoring game. Celtics have won four out of their last five and all four of them in a row here after losing by 10 to the Clips on Valentine's Day. How romantic. Uh, okay. They beat Detroit, who's just fallen apart by 12. They beat the Knicks, who are the Knicks, on the road. Uh, 
121-112, beat Memphis, who's Memphis, and beat Charlotte, who's Charlotte. They crushed Charlotte, 134-106. Yikes. Then they got to play at Houston, at Chicago, and at Minnesota. So we're the third of three road games. No back-to-backs there. A couple days off. Minnesota has a trillion days off in between. So we'll get a nice break after the back-to-back, after the Warriors complained endlessly about the back-to-backs. That's all the Warriors do. They complain. The teams that talk too much. Yeah. Have I mentioned that already? Well, I think the season series will be a split. I think the Wolves come out shining. I It's Jeff Teague, I think, is that second guy on this one. I, I just got that feeling. He's going to have that nice upper, at minimum, 18 points. Minimum. If Jeff Teague has less than 18 points in the game, Wolves are going to have a tough time. Uh, he's going to have to match up well with Kyrie Irving, obviously. Kyrie Irving is just unbelievable. Almost 50% from the floor. and he, The guy's a bleeping point guard. 41% from downtown. 25 points a game, 5 assists, blah, blah, blah. It's not all about stats necessarily, but when you sit down and look at the stats, and you're just like, holy Toledo, this guy's kicking ass. Uh, Greg Monroe, that guy is a ghost. What happened to Greg Monroe? Uh, the guy can't stay healthy, and when he is healthy, he doesn't do gra- he, he doesn't do jack out there. So, it's guys like Horford, Tatum, Brown, obviously, pieces, pieces that will help Kyrie Irving. One of them, I mean, they're all reasons that the... Uh, Celtics are solid. Marcus Smart is a warrior out there. Tough son of a gun. Good defense, and he can hit some shots here and there. Not great from the outside, but he's good at getting to the basket and setting others up as well. Even Al Horford is one of those big men that can really, 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 really pass. Almost five assists a game. Really like what Al Horford brings in that sense, even though he's not an elite scorer, not an elite rebounder, not an elite defender. He's just good at a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yet he still made the All-Star team, which, again, is like, hello. Hello? Anybody home? Hello? I'll never... I, I don't know how Al Horford made the All-Star team, but he did. <laughs> he made the All-Star team. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe Greg Monroe should have made it, though. That would have been a good uh, choice. No. Um, Minnesota will win the game. Long story shorter, hopefully. One of these days, I'll keep it shorter. <sighs> I think the Wolves are going to score a decent amount of points. I think uh, I I can see the Wolves scoring 110 at home. I, I, I can. I can see the Wolves putting a good number on this club. 110 to 102, 103, 104, something like that. But I think the Wolves outlast Boston. I think Jeff Teague will get, at minimum, 18 points, up to 25-ish. I think he's going to have a really nice game. And, of course, Carl will be the mainstay type of guy out there scoring uh, mid to upper 20s, and again, a double-double like he does every night. Uh, Upper teens rebounding, though, hopefully. (coughs) It will help ensure the Wolves a victory. So to me, that's it. The Wolves will get another split, one-on-one record. It'll be nice to beat the Celtics, frustrating to lose to the Jazz. Maybe we get a sweep, I hope. But right now, I'm not picking it. I can't. I can't pick it. I'm not comfortable with that uh, decision at this point. Minnesota will come back with a... 39 and 28 records. So, okay, we'll stay 11 games above 500 and go from there. With that, we'll get to a little busier uh, fan interaction. Segment number three coming right up. (laughs) 
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment. The Twitter should be fairly short, but Facebook, be a little bit more going on, a little more action going on, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. want to thank Vince Germano and Tanae Brown for retweeting the show. Vince Germano is a part of the Courtside Podcast out of Australia, and he is from Melbourne. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Love you guys. Two Hall of Famers of the Wolves Explosion Podcast. Tim Wolves Explosion, but Wolves Explosion is what's on Twitter all these years now. All these years. It's been forever. Uh, thanks again for the retweets, guys. And Levi Brown jumps on board. And he tweets out the tweet from Woj. That's Adrian Wojnowski. These guys like to have uh, interesting names like A.P. Krasinski. Johnny Athletic. Johnny Athletic. Johnny Athletic now. He's no longer A.P. Krasinski anymore. He's now Johnny Athletic. <laughs> Shabazz Muhammad has agreed to a contract buyout with Minnesota in hopes of signing with a playoff contender. League sources tell ESPN. And, well, maybe he could be that valuable uh, instant offense piece off the bench, and we'll see what happens. Thank you for passing on the news, Levi. I always appreciate that because, yeah, sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm not available, I'm busy, whatever, and then, bam, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that, Levi, for keeping me up to date there, big time. Um, Again, Levi's the guy that helped put the uh, logo on here in terms of uh, the, the new logo for Timberwolves Explosion, getting it down to the correct size so I could get it onto HipCast, which is the podcasting host the uh, for which connects this show to iTunes. So thank you so much, Levi Brown, for helping with that. And i got to give credit to Hank McCoy. <clears throat> I keep saying it. <laughs> Wayne Hunt of the Courtside Podcast. The Alpha Dog, the creator of the Courtside Podcast out of Sydney, Australia. He's the original designer of this Timberwolves Explosion logo, which looks so nice on a smart device. It just stands out, and it's beautiful. It's modernized. It's shiny. It's, it, it looks nice, and it's got that Super Nintendo uh, graphics look to it that I like. Super Nintendo, nothing beyond that. I, I'm, yeah, I, I prefer the old days when it comes to video games, and it's a great-looking uh, color and everything. You get the bright white that shines out, and then, of course, the uh, the blue and green and the gray-colored wolf. You know, it's awesome. See, there's your there's your city logo. There's your lime green uh, jerseys and your darker blue jerseys, and then the white. So it all kind of comes together, eh? And he also put in the original and best Timberwolves show. That's right, it is the original and the best Timberwolves podcast out there. Without a doubt, it's turning 10 years old in, in August. And by the way, let's talk about milestones very briefly before I get into Facebook. This is the 699th podcast of my career, including uh, Pile Dino Live, Timber Purple Mafia, Timberwolves Explosion, Brave the Wild, and Showtime and Teewolves. This is the 699th podcast of my career, which means tomorrow morning when I record Brave the Wild, I will be joining the 700 Club. Insane. So, 700 podcasts. Yeah, 10 years. 10 years, 700 podcasts, and not anywhere near re- quitting or retiring from podcasting. Gotta get to that four-figure level one of these days. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, but uh, 700, unbelievable. It feels awesome. It's not about bragging. You just sit back and reflect and think, wow, what a run. It's really been a run. And uh, I got a little emotional yesterday when I got curious. It's a good thing I checked because I would have missed it and I would have regretted it big time because it just, boom, there it was. I checked yesterday. Think about that when I uploaded Purple Mafia, State of the Vikings. Do check that out. State of the Vikings 2018. Highly uh, recommended podcast there. Megasode. There's mini-sodes, and then there's megasodes. And there's regular shows. But that's a megasode, a premium show, you could say. Obviously, no charge to it. 
over two hours long, so you don't have to listen to it all at once. If you don't, ha if you don't have time, don't want to listen to 20, 30 minutes here and there, and come back to it. You don't have to like start over. We all know how podcasts are, so you can just kind of come back to it anytime. Heck, I do that with a lot of shows out there. There's six-hour podcasts out there, and televisionaries, and television podcasts. The old and television from Mattel Electronics, yes. Mattel Electronics, when it existed back in the good old days, there's six-hour podcasts on, on some of them. So you just listen to it in little little here and there and come back. So it's fun stuff. And that's kind of what this uh, Purple Mafia was like. Okay, so let's give a quick shout-out to Flip's Army, the Flip's Army page on Facebook. Encourage you to join that. Uh, Trevor Wickerin, the creator of the page, kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Uh, they do in-game threads, which are really fun. Interact with Wolves fans. Ignore the rubes and uh, talk to the smart ones because there's always going to be rubes everywhere. <laughs> okay, but uh, no, there's there's a lot of smart Wolves fans on that page. I'd say this, it's pretty good, but there's always going to be rubes on every Facebook page. Some are much, much worse than others. This is one of the good ones. Uh, Trevor Wicker and Awesome and many others out there as well that deserve recognition. Uh, love Jeff Johnson. He's a good friend here uh, locally in Edina. I haven't met him, but of course, a big giant Wolves fan and, and a cool guy. There's a shout out to him and, and others out there. Um <clears throat> So, there's the Timberwolves Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. We'll continue off of the last show here, which was episode 222, tying up loose ends, which, obviously, the show didn't have any games to review, so it might not have been the best thing ever, because there was no games to talk about, But and I ranted a teeny tiny bit about some of the ongoing commentary during the All-Star Weekend, which I thought urinated all over it. Oh, yes, and Trish Posterino, yes, she did do a, a call-in. i got to get to that here in a second. I am really sorry. I should have I should have, I should have started the freaking segment with it. I have it all ready to go, and I didn't even put it in. Golly. So I will put it in here in a second. I'm sorry, Trish. Good thing I saw you there. Levi Brown out of New Zealand, which I've mentioned already on this podcast. He says, I had a comment about Butler skipping the All-Star break. But I'm not going to say it in respect for the injury. Hope he gets well soon. And I agree. And yeah, I was mad at the time. And who knows? Maybe I pissed people off. I don't know. The last two weeks, it's like everybody vanished. I hope I didn't piss anyone off. But it seemed. But it was all the shows. So I don't know. It's like podcasting just kind of took a break the past couple of weeks. And I don't know why. Tris Posterino out of Australia says, yep, the butler did it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, of course, before the uh, injury. He had, a good, he had some good games and such. It was a weird thing. That's too bad he got hurt. So let's, uh, yeah, I'm going to play the, uh, I'm going to uh, play Trish Posarino's soundbite right here, right now. Timberwolves! Go! Timberwolves! Joey! This is Trish Posterino in Australia just saying hello to everyone. Woo! <laughs> that was awesome. I like that. Thank you, Trish. That was cool. And, you know, sometimes just a quick little shout-out, hello, like I say, sometimes shout-out, comment, question, whatever. There it is. That's a shout-out, and it was nice, and thank you, Trish. That was a, a nice addition. You're always welcome to uh, do that again or something else, whatever it is. But, yeah, Wolves-related, whatever it is, NBA-related, you're always welcome to do that, and uh, nice, nice addition. Thank you very much. So now here's the massive conversation here with Jimmy Butler and the full surgery and all that. I'm just making sure if I need to backtrack. Yeah, a couple. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll go to these really quick from Vince Germano before I get to the my, my current post that got all the responses from and everybody kind of interacting with each other. Vince Germano on Friday 
last week said Wiggins, I feel, needs to rise to the challenge and step up his game and lead this team if Butler is out for the long stretch. And yes, that's ultimately what ended up happening. I was saying how that's usually when he steps up, and I hope he does and all that. And Vince Germano was saying, agreed, mate. Let's hope he goes on a tear. Tanay says, needs to take the opportunity to be the alpha on the team again. Like Jimmy said, Wiggs is the most talented player on the team. He just needs to play at 100% instead of 55%. Uh-huh. Vince Germano says, I just see Jimmy being a bit of a hindrance to Wiggins' growth and development this year. I'm not saying you don't need Jimmy, but we've got to find a way to coexist because, uh, coexist better because Wiggins is going to be around a lot longer than Jimmy, and that's very, very true. Um, and I don't know, we're still we're seeing a little bit of assertiveness out of Wiggins, a little bit more, but we haven't had that big game yet, and I don't know, maybe tonight's the night against Utah, I hope. That's what we're going to have to uh, go with. I, I don't know. It's something, I think his points will continue to go up. I just hope it does. I, I, I don't know. You're still seeing the lack of this, lack of that. And I, I don't know why. Vince um, Germano says, meniscus tear in Butler's knee still sucks, but at least it's not an ACL. And yes, I'm glad it's not an ACL, but there is the chronic worries of meniscus tears. Uh, you know, and yes, they, they, take, they take a while to heal as well, as long as it's, uh, you know, as long as it's... Um, long as it's like a legitimate surgery and everything not like a just oh, take it off oof boy Ugh. Mr. Mano says not if you run our test three weeks JB and I'm guessing that must have been where he just took it off and and then that was I don't know run our test didn't last that long did he so that's the one thing about it there's after there's <laughs> there's side effects to that type of situation um, after effects lingering effects that don't ever go away um, I was saying yeah he'll play again hopefully yeah because then they were saying four to six weeks but that must have meant if they cut it off and oof I don't know unless it's some kind of miracle heal uh, Vince was saying that's good let's hope he doesn't rush back come back when you're ready Jimmy and yes come back when you're ready exactly so we move onward now to the other thing I was saying apparently Jimmy Butler has gone for the full surgery so he's out indefinitely meaning he probably will not play again this year but his meniscus will recover fully in this scenario I prefer this over a quick return in which he becomes another chronic arthritis Brandon Roy in a couple of years not good if that took place it sucks losing Jimmy for the season but at least we'll get him back 100% again God willing so yes uh, the commentary begins Wayne Hunt again the Alpha Dog of the Courtside Podcast, which I highly, 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 highly recommend. Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, and Stu Benson host a podcast on, on well, multiple things. Obviously, iTunes, Podbean. You could get it on Stitcher, I think. Uh, Double Twist for sure, because Double Twist mirrors iTunes, this and that. So definitely check it out. More than worth listening to. Uh, iTunes or Podbean. Podbean for sure would be for Android if you don't have iTunes or you have an Android phone, this and that. Um... So iTunes, obviously, if you're Apple. So now, now we'll continue. Wayne Hunt says recovery time is usually six to eight weeks for an MCL. With 25 games left in the season, I think we'll see him in the playoffs. Wiggins, Teague, and Towns are, going, are all going to have to average 20 to 25 points per game to fill the void, though. And so the Wolves don't drop in the standings. Yep. Are they up for the challenge, though? <laughs> for my mind, in a guy like Tony Allen, for defensive purposes... 
Bring in a guy. I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I was like, uh, he didn't write it like that. Bring in a guy like Tony Allen for defensive purposes, so at least you have a top-tier defender to throw at their best guy. Otherwise, you're relying on Wiggins to step up defensively. Yeah, something he hasn't done all season. You wouldn't even need to consider an another signing if Shabazz would turn up this season. Jeez, and Shabazz did not turn up, and he's been bought out. I would love to bring in Tony Allen, and maybe that's what the Wolves will do after buying out Shabazz. Maybe. I wouldn't be too surprised if the Wolves made that move. I love Tony Allen. Um, yeah, but I was saying it's a meniscus, not the MCL. <laughs> Wayne Hunt says, sorry, that's what I meant to write. Yeah, meniscus is still six to eight weeks recovery. But surgery should be three to six. That's what I was thinking, three to six months. Um, but yeah, my whole fear of that the six-week thing could be bye-bye birdie. And I'm glad it didn't go that way. Uh, Vince Germano says, good move, come back 100% and have another crack at it next season. Yep, Scott Dora. Scott Doherty. Yep, Scott Doherty. Scott Doherty. Why am I saying Doherty? I am really sorry. Scott Doherty. I'm losing my mind. I am really sorry. Scott Doherty locally here who's been a Wolves fan for a very long time, like myself. We've had our we've had our little run-ins a little bit here and there, but nothing that bad. Uh, nice to know he's posting on this page, though. Uh, he must be, yeah, he must have uh, followed the page not too long ago. And thank you, Scott. Uh, he says, Wiggins has done nothing all season, and now he's mad at uh, Hank McCoy. Okay, buddy. Wrong. He's done it Every time Butler has taken his days off, uh, six prior to that, Wiggins uh, averaged, yep, so the six games that uh, Butler was off, Wiggins averaged almost 26 points a game, over five rebounds, and the record was two and two, which was last week, uh, this last week. And every time Thibs has went to him instead of Butler, he was welcomed the pressure of winning that game in OKC. But OK, yeah, he hasn't done nothing, right? OK. He will be, we will be just fine. Now the offense will flow better like it did in the Chicago game. Not that Wiggins and Teague has the, has the handle to run and lead this team, but the hero ball concept will be over. So that's understandable. The hero ball concept will be over. Um, I was asking him, why is he so pissed off? You act like people are insulting your family. I happen to love Wiggins and desperately want him to blow up and be a star. I know the potential is there, and I'm sure he will have a huge rest of the season, this and that. Scott Doherty says, I think Wiggins and Towns will step up to the challenge and be just fine. They aren't number one picks for nothing. And I agree. They aren't. They haven't even touched their primes yet. No, they haven't. And I hope Wiggins starts playing like a number one pick. He obviously was taken number one for a reason. I mean, it's there. You can see it plain as day. Um, Scott Doherty continues saying they're, they went on a tear. I think they're they are allowed to open up to offensively and play a faster pace. That will help them get easy baskets, too. Nicholas Simon chimes in out of Australia, says, Wiggins hasn't made the strides you'd hope this season. No, he hasn't. I like him, too, but come on. He's a good bucket getter most of the time. I still have faith. Yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Vince Rubato was making fun of Scott Doherty. He said maybe he realized KG wasn't clutch. Nicholas Simon said who realized. Fred Mithen also chimes in locally. And the trade evaluation tips in favor of the Bulls. Ooh, yeah. Wayne Hunt, I believe, wraps up this section. I'll check back in a second. He says, so many hurt feelings now on your page, Joey. This is great, LOL. And I was referring to his lockdown defense, or lack thereof, which to me is absolutely true. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has not played good defense. He's, he's, he's improved defensively, though. We will say that. Andrew Wiggins' defense has improved, and that does wrap up the basic for now. Um, it has dramatically improved, but still... There are times just completely non-existent. He has games where his defense looks way better, and then he reverts back to last year or the year before. Andrew Wiggins came into the NBA as 
what we believe to be an elite defender, and he's not an elite defender. Carl Anthony Towns came into the NBA as we believe to be an elite defender, and he hadn't been until that Joel Embiid game when he got pissed off. Now he's been a much-improved defender. He still gives up some garbage, but he blocks more shots. He gets in the way a little bit more. You're seeing a much better effort defensively out of Carl Anthony Towns, and I think Carl has made more strides than Andrew. That's why he's, a, he's the alpha wolf right now, of course, and he was the alpha wolf for this week. And I would say he's the favorite for Alpha Wolf of the Year because Jimmy Butler's not been around. I mean, Butler had it. He had the Alpha Wolf of the Year award. But now when you're not available for months, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But right now I would say Carl's the favorite to get it. Uh, he's made strides defensively. You're seeing smarter shot attempts, but you're also seeing at times, especially when Butler was around, very small shot attempts, which drove me crazy. Of course, the attempts to points ratio was off the charts with Carl Anthony Towns. He's, he's tops on the team, and he probably will be forever, the way things are going, uh, which shows how efficient Carl truly is. Um, love what Carl has been doing. I love the... Uh, I love how he's been coming of age, and you're showing, you're, you're seeing a guy who really does look like he's got leadership potential on this team, where earlier, before Butler got here, and even for the first few months or so, month and a half when Butler was first here, you saw more of a whiny Carl Anthony Towns, more of a, oh, I take it all on myself, this and that, and he, but he's, he's overdoing it, and it comes off as kind of, I don't know if it's fake or just kind of over-dramatizing this and that, which doesn't always go well in the locker room or go well behind the scenes, this and that. You know, that he's kind of overdoing it, this and that. Uh, Garnett used to do that a lot, too. And I'm not ripping Garnett. It's just a fact. I mean, a lot of guys do that, where maybe you're over-dramatizing a bit, trying to look like some kind of a martyr, some kind of a hero, when just get out there and play. That's, That's all. Just get out and play. You don't have to be... Oh, woe is us, woe is me, oh, I let us down, boo-hoo, cry-cry, oh, we didn't get the calls we wanted either, and bleep the ref, and this and that. No, just go out and play, you know, just go out and play. Uh, Back in the days of Kevin Durant, before he turned into the little snowflake he is, with that stupid team uh, that are are winning championships, but I still don't like them, (laughs) the team that talks too much, and does a lot of other things too much too, uh, wagging around and taunting other teams a little bit. Um, when he was on the Thunder, he would make shots and just kind of go out, go about his business. He didn't, you know, over over dramatize the way some other guys do. So, Carl, you're seeing a difference, is what the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing a difference. You're seeing a guy who looks more assertive and not as like, oh God, maybe why, why, why me, why us? Oh, poor us, and I'm a martyr. Okay, great. Um, you're seeing an improvement. You're seeing a guy who's more mature, more strong, and I think Jimmy Butler is rubbing off on him in a positive way in that sense. Uh, the hero ball hurt Wiggins and Towns, no doubt. It did, without a doubt. But sometimes... Jimmy was so damn good, it didn't matter. And, that, I mean, heck, Michael Jordan played hero ball. Are you kidding me? And he was so good at it that it didn't matter. People didn't really, you know, players got frustrated with it, especially when he'd attempt 30 shots in a game. They're like, did he have to take 39 shots? Did he have to, sc- did he have to score that many? I mean, can't you distribute a little bit? People would complain like the Horace Grants of the world. But, um, you know, that's going to happen. Guys don't always like that stuff. Uh, but if you win games, you win games, I guess. And it is what it is. So, <laughs> there's a fine line between hero ball and yeah and actually just being good enough to carry a team so some games it works some games it, do- games it doesn't so there it is with that we are going to wrap up this show i'm going to give you all the contact details 
There's the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Uh, Trish Posterino did a shout-out, and that was awesome. Thank you, Trish. Keep, keep them coming if you can. You know, when, whenever you can, you're always welcome on this show. Uh, as is Jules, if he's still out there. Where's Jules Posterino? He's, he's, he was a mainstay on the Facebook page. I miss you, Jules. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you in Australia. Jules and Trish, but thank you, Trish, for being a part of things. I, I really appreciate it. It's nice to, it's nice to know you're there. Um, Tanay, Vince, Wayne, Stu, we could go on. Scott, Scott, Scott Doherty, uh, Nicholas Simon, uh, uh, Brent Walters, Lucas Quayle. You guys, all of you, man, you're, you're legends. Join in, join in, join in the conversation. At least post on the page more often if you're listening. Red Walters, I love what he has to say, always. Um, the, the, one of the most classic uh, guys out there, Austin Wolf, also known as, uh, known as Nigel Southern, if he's still out there, goes way, way back to 09, 10-ish. Oh, man, I love that. I loved him. Yeah, I, I, I hope he's still out there. I know you're still out there out of Australia. Um, so many others over the years, too. And I miss the courtside podcast, or the courtside. I miss the, <laughs> I miss the uh, cr- uh, it's the crossover podcast. That's what it was called. Yeah, they disappeared, damn it. Uh, <laughs> Rusty and PMAC. Rusty and PMAC. Man, I'm, I miss those guys. Rusty and PMAC. Great show. So, uh, Rusty Bennett and PMAC out there. Paul, Ma- Paul McCann, that was his name. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks. Or it used to be New Jersey Nets, we all know this and that. Great show, but now they've disappeared off the face of the earth. It's a bummer, but I guess they just moved on, unfortunately, like some people do. Okay, so I said the phone line, 209-736-7877. There's the call now button on the Facebook page, which goes to the same phone line through Facebook Messenger, as long as you're connected to Wi-Fi or data, as long as you're, on, as long as you're connected to something, International Space Station, whatever you're, wherever you are, you can call in and still do it that way. It's a three-minute limit on that route. I believe Chris Prosterino did it the audio submission route, which is unlimited, by the way. Um, just use your smartphone, smart device, treat it like a phone call. It has a, uh, you know, everything has a free voice recording application on there, and it's easy to convert. Even uh, Tris Posterino's, it was a different uh, type of uh, file, and I'm still able to convert it right away. I just had to look it up and nailed it right away. Thank you. Uh, I believe it was uh, Converto was the website. Thank you, Converto, by the way. Shout out to them for that. Thank you. Awesome. Obviously, uh, Zumzar does a lot of the M4, M4As. I convert those into MP3, which I need in order to you know, put it in uh, Audacity here, which is my editing software. So there's that. Uh, just treat it like a phone call. Email me. Email it to me anyway at paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. And there it is. Uh, everything, Facebook page, Twitter account, and the email will be in the show description for copy and paste or just, you know, just to see what it is and write it and send it to me. And there you go. Uh, thanks again for listening. Please tell your friends about the show. Write a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher if you could. It would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. And there it is. Thank you again. God bless. And we will talk to you next week. Hopefully a sweep. That would be great. A little two-game sweep. That would be uh, very helpful, eh?